Good morning, everyone. It is the Sesame Street edition because this is 8.38 in the morning, Eastern Standard Time, and I am podcasting while my son is watching Sesame Street. You can hear it in the background, and that's actually a lie. This is not Sesame Street. This is Daniel Tiger's Neighborhood, which is a cartoon or an animation that is based on Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood, for those of us that remember him. That's what's going on in the background. In the foreground, let's talk about cultural politics affecting business in a very positive way. I found a story at at CNBC.com this morning, and let me read you the headline. The majority owner of Bumble, the dating app where women make the first move, is seeking a sale for $1.5 billion. And the lead, Badu, the majority owner of the dating app, application Bumble, which gives women sole power to initiate conversations, is seeking a sale that could value the company at about $1.5 billion, according to people familiar with the matter. So I can hear what you're saying. You're saying, Mitch, who cares? Why are you telling us about this? You opened up this segment. We're investing our time in you because we want to hear about how uh, cultural politics is beneficial for business. Listen, second paragraph. Match Group, non-U.S.-based strategic buyers and private equity buyers could be interested, said the people, who asked not to be named because the discussions are private, but do has hired J.P. Morgan Chase to help it find a buyer, the people said. I hear you again. So what, Mitch? We don't really care about the strategic buyers. The people who listen to this podcast are into politics, not strategic buyers. What are you talking about? Third paragraph. Bumble is best known for its dating app, which allows only women to initiate online conversations after a man and woman, quote, match by swiping right on each other's picture. The hashtag MeToo movement and growing attention to female empowerment against sexual harassment has made Bumble a particularly enticing asset to own right now, one of the people said. So there's the point. There's the unexpected ripple, right, of the MeToo movement. Who would have thought that one of the effects of Me Too would that be would be that it would set up a business, aka an app, that really was designed to empower women to allow them to control the dating process at least online or at least via app. Um, who would have thought that that would have inspired a sale of potentially 1.5 billion dollars? This is a bigger deal than you think because Match Group is the group that's looking to purchase this, right? So, or, or be one of the primary investors. Match Group is Match.com. It's Plenty of Fish. It's MeTic. It's Tinder. It's OurTime.com. It's Love Scout 24, whatever that is. It's OkCupid. Okay it's Pairs. I don't know what some of these are because I've been out of the dating scene for several years. But Match.com, Plenty of Fish, Tinder, OurTime.com, OkCupid, okay these are kind of household things. These are mainstream things that everybody knows about. And once a concept or a movement succeeds and then becomes financially viable and then becomes a big a business and then becomes big business, it becomes part of our culture, even more so than it might have been before. It becomes ingrained into the national and in this case, potentially international zeitgeist. So I say congratulations to Badu. Remember, that's the majority owner of the dating application Bumble. And I say congratulations to Whitney Wolf, the CEO of Bumble. And I say congratulations to Me Too. And you know what? To read from the article, Badu also 
has a namesake dating app, which is popular worldwide, and the company is owned by Russian entrepreneur Andre Andreev. So Donald will like it too. Thanks for stopping by.